Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. And I have my guest on the line uh, that's coming from Detroit, my sister. Can you identify yourself and uh, let the people know what's going on in Detroit today? Good morning, you beautiful people. Uh, This is Denisha calling from Detroit, Michigan. We want to let you know we love you. Um, Nothing new has really changed. There's still a a lot of um, deaths. a lot of people going to prison every single day, overwhelmingly so, for more reasons than not um, that's viable. Um, we have our police department putting out a lot of new, well, I guess they're not new laws. They just haven't been practiced in a while that's causing people to um, get in trouble with the law. Things like jaywalking. Uh, they're doing a trash crackdown which technically could be a good thing. You know, we all know that it's not a good thing to have, uh, you know, garbage on the streets and things like that. But they're putting people in jail if they're, or giving them happy fines and taking their cars if they are caught littering. And so there's a lot of changes that's, you know, being snuck in. And everything looks good. It seems like it's a good intent, but the intent behind these uh, acts are, I think mm-hmm. very violent and racial, racially motivated. So racial, we got racial undertones to them that they're affecting. Uh, that they're affecting only certain certain people. Okay, especially yeah. like uh, like these trash ordinances that they're bringing out, where it's not going to affect. Uh, it's not going to affect you know per se white America, but you know definitely it'll affect us, and we don't have the adequate you know, containers and the thing to keep our trash. That's why they're putting bags on the street. Okay, go ahead, my sister. And then I got yeah. a, got another person on the line. Um, uh, my sister, you know, uh, just stand by a minute. We're just now getting started, and we're getting ready to go into our prayer after our introduction. Okay. So an- another thing that I'm uh, always concerned about is the number of uh, suicides that's being committed by our, our children. Uh, also that's, um, you know, suffering with mental health illnesses that were acquired before the pandemic and definitely after. So um, just to have you guys remember, especially black um, people, and I'm, I'm speaking to you all from an experience that I had not even a good three weeks ago now at one of the major metropolitan hospitals, our children are vitamin and mineral deficient. If you do not, and I'm not talking about going to the store getting over-the-counter vitamins and minerals. Uh, Here we just had a newscast come on talking about the fact that what's supposed to be advertised on the uh, label of the bottles are not on there. They're putting sand and all sorts of other things 
in the vitamins and minerals. We're talking about Walmart, um, GNC, and a couple of other carriers of these same vitamins and minerals. They haven't taken them off the shelf. If your children are vitamin and minerally deficient, nutritionally deficient, they're going to suffer from mental health problems. The more red pop and things out the vending machines that you give them, including everything with uh, sugar in it, it's causing a leaching of the vitamins and minerals through their urine, through their fecal matter. If we don't do what we're supposed to do, but you take your child into a hospital or to a white therapist who don't understand nothing about how they live and why they're, they know why they're living the way that they do, it's the perpetuation of poverty, sickness, illness, and death. But if you continue to take your child and trust them in the hands of the enemy and not do every single thing that you can possibly do to make sure that your child stays alive and thrives mentally, you are at fault with what happens to them. I don't understand it. You all tell me what you think. To give a child psychotropic drugs that can cause a whole host of other problems, but you won't give them vitamins and minerals, which their body and their brain needs, especially magnesium, especially okay. magnesium. Let me let me interject. Let me interject something in there while you talking about those subjects. What we have to realize is that we're not calling these GMO products for nothing. We've been saying this to you for years now, that the food that you think you're eating is not what you think it is, okay? And and their plan, their plan is, is deliberate. We've already told you that they have to get the, you know, the earth population down by 9% before uh, the year 2030. We're only just about eight years away from that mark. And at that time, that's when they're going to be ushering in the new world order. You heard it right here. You know this, the word of God said that a prophet is known by the word that he put forth if it comes to pass. Where everything that I've told you over the years, it has surely come to pass. And you heard me say this to you, and I gave you the date and I gave you the time. According to Bible prophecy, this is going to be fulfilled in our lifetime. All right, I got to bring in my other uh, guest so she can introduce herself so we can go into prayer. And I want to do prayer a little bit differently today. I want, uh, I'm going to open up with prayer, and then I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to ask you ladies on the line uh, to add a prayer. And then we'll go into the uh, broadcast because I feel that that's something that's very important at this time with all the things that are going on. Okay, my sister, can you introduce yourself? Yes, sir. Glory to my God. Name is, my name is Nicola Shannon Costanet. I live in Jacksonville, Florida at 29 or Rand for Senate. And being asked by a couple politicians to run for VP of the United States for them. I um I watched the news this morning here in Jacksonville. We had five shootings last night and two this morning. So a total of seven. Okay. And it said blacks are shooting up Jacksonville and I kinda got irritated. Hey, guess what? Guess what happened here in Atlanta? In Atlanta, I'm reading the update right now. 
where it says Atlanta weekend violence leaves 20 people shot, four people dead. Now, that's 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 too much, especially if we're talking about black on black crime. Go ahead, my sister. Yes, sir. And to bounce off, to continue what the queen was speaking about with mm-hmm. the vitamins and everything, people are sick like crazy out here. Mental illness is ridiculous. Yeah, but it's a deliberate. It's bad here. I'm a veteran. I'm a veteran. And the VA does not answer the phone. You gotta sit back and call the suicide hotline, tell them you're not suicidal, but you're gonna snap. And then they send somebody to you, and then they give you an appointment three months later. What are you supposed to do for three months? (laughs) And so it's just a lot going on. It's a lot. I could go on for hours. But those are the main topics that is going on out here. And our suicide rate in Jacksonville, drug use rate is through the roof. Drugs everywhere. Uh-huh. Everywhere. SWAT has shown up in the richest part of Jacksonville four times in one month. And you would think that that, na- that neighborhood, I was trying to move in that neighborhood. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I'm going to look at an apartment and SWAT has the whole highway blocked off mm-hmm. or the entrance to the highway. And I'm like, okay. And then I go down a week later, SWAT back down there. I was like, let me just get a cheap old apartment on the other side of town and call it. And it's ridiculous here. This is just the beginning. All right, all right. Let me, uh, let me, let me, uh, you know, go back into our prayer. All right, y'all. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel again coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, <clears throat> we coming to you once again with nothing but the whole truth. Uh, our scripture reading is coming out of the book of Nehemiah. Uh, the eighth chapter. So please, you know, get in your phones or get on the, get on your computers or open up your Bible. I'm, I'm still, I still carry my old-fashioned Bible around with me, with me, even though, even though you know, you know, all of that stuff is accessible online. All right, let us open up with our prayer. And after I pray, then I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask that uh, that you all pray after me and uh, whatever God lays on your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for we thank you for this broadcast, Father God. We thank you for all of those that are listening right now, Father God. Right now, we're asking that you break every yoke, Lord, that is causing the death, that is causing the drug abuse, that is causing all the things that are happening in our communities. Father God, right now we're asking for you to do a new thing in our community, do a new thing, changing the hearts and the minds of men. Father God, we ask that this broadcast go forth and continues to go forth to change the hearts and minds of men. Father God, we give you all the honor. Father God, we give you all the glory. Father God, we give you all the praise in the name of Yahshua, 
your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And thank God. All right, my sister. <clears throat> well, Jehovah, I come to you this day. I thank you for this wonderful day of life. I thank you for Pastor Gant. I thank you for Queen Nikki, for Sister Nikki, um, and for all all the veterans have done to try and fight for what they told they were fighting for. May you put to shame our government and the way that they treat our veterans and the way that they're treating our people. So give us insight and an open mind to listen to what Pastor Dan has to say, to gather the information, to not be offended, to not be offended by the truth, but to have our hearts open and just go make change. It's as simple as that, and I'm asking you to help me with that as well and to stay consistent. So I thank you for all these things in the name of your son, Ashua HaMashiach, the black lion of Judah. Amen. Amen. All right, my sister. Father God, I ask you, I ask you, we ask you for the wisdom and yes. for our hearts to be open today to yes. speak the truth. Get it off our chest. Hopefully people will will be able and find the resources to hear this message and find healing what it is that we have to say and hopefully open their eyes. Father God, I ask you for the healing of our people, all the people of this great world, this billions of us, and we are struggling, we are hurting, but at the end of the day, we fall asleep and Hopefully we wake up in the morning. And I just want to thank you for everything, and thank you, Pastor Gant and Sister Queen on the line for your time. God, we love you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. All right. uh, Our scripture is coming out of the book of Nehemiah. Before we get into our topic, you know, uh, what what we're talking about today, we're talking about, we're talking about, the gathering. We're talking about uh, where we at in these end times, uh, and we just started touching upon some of the things that are that we're going through. But let us go in the book of Nehemiah, the eighth chapter, uh, beginning at the first verse. Uh, my sister, could you uh, guide us through that reading? Yes. Of From JW.org, Nehemiah eight one. And I'm going to read on, and this is the New World Translation, in case you guys are wondering. Okay, so verse 8, all the people then gathered with one accord at the public square in front of the water gate, and they told Ezra, the copies, to bring the books of the law of Moses, which Jehovah had commanded Israel. So Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the congregation of men women, and all who could listen and understand on the first day of the seventh month. I got to listen to this. This is really deep. Hear what he's saying. Yeah, you got to pay attention to that date. The first day of the seventh month. Notice God always do things in the numerology of God. Seven is the number of God. Go ahead. And he read aloud from it before the public square in front of the water gate from daybreak until midday, and the men, the women, and all who could understand. 
and the people listen attentively to the book of the law. If I might interject, not everybody could read. It's the point that they're bringing up. So it was for an elect few, but now we have the book and we can read. That's right. At that time, and and and, and here's another thing: in the modern day churches now, you know they have a scripture reading, but they only read like uh, one or two scriptures. Why don't we just read the Bible so that everybody can understand who, what, when, where, and why these things are going on so they have an understanding of the real world? Word. Go ahead, my sister. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Four says, and Ezra the copyist was standing on a wooden podium made for the occasion, and standing alongside him on his right were Taya. Shema, uh-huh. Ananai, Uri. I'm not pronouncing these right, you guys. I got the brain wrong. Uriah. Uriah. And Mayasiah. Okay. Mm-hmm. On his left were Purdy, Mishael, uh-huh. no, Mishael, Mel, Melchizedek. You guys, it's important to try to get it right. So I'm going to have to learn these names properly. Bear with me. Hashim, Hashbadazna, Zachariah, and Mishulam. Oh, I butchered these names. Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above the people. As he opened it, all the people stood up. Hold, then hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. In the fourth verse, when she was talking about Ezra described that stood with him. I want you to pay attention that that was 14 elders that were there with uh, that was there with Nehemiah when he was getting ready to read the word. Go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for uh-huh. he was above all the people. As he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra praised Jehovah, the true God, the great one, in which all the people answered, Amen, Amen, and lifted up their hands. Then they bowed low and prostrated themselves to Jehovah with their faces to the ground. And Jeshua, Benai, uh, Sherebria, Jamin, Akub, Shababita, you guys are butchering it. For the top. Kelita, Azraya, uh, Josabadad, Canon, and Pellier, who were Levites, all explaining the law to the people, and the people remained standing, and they continued reading aloud from the book from the law of the true God, clearly explaining it and putting meaning to it. So they helped the people to understand what was being read. Keep going. Yep. And Nehemiah, who was then the governor, Ezra, the priest and copyist, and the Levites, who were instructing the people, said to all the people, this day, is holy to Jehovah your God. Do not mourn or weep, 
for all the people were weeping as if they had heard the words of the law. He said to them, go, eat the choice things and drink what is sweet and send portions of food to those who have nothing prepared for this day is holy to our Lord. And do not feel sad for the joy of Jehovah is your stronghold. Amen. And the Levites were Glory to God. Okay, this is how they had a worship service. This is how they went before God. This is how they praised God. This is how they did their business. Okay, and and how far is that away from how we are worshiping God today? Why don't we just come into church and before we go into the the, the preaching and the prophesying and all these things, why don't we just take time? to read the word of God so that, so that everybody will have it right in their mind. Everybody can understand with their own understanding what thus said the word of God. Okay. All right. All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And the reason why we're in the book of Nehemiah today is because what we're living in today in, in, in 2022 we are we are living in what we call the gathering, meaning that God said that He was going to gather all of His people. He, first, He said, first He because of our disobedience, we were scattered throughout the world. Okay, now God is in the process of gathering His people back. We are in that gathering stage, and that's why we see this um, anticipation that's in the air, like. Everybody is being enlightened, and everybody is waiting on something to happen. All right, y'all, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Okay, uh, I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted, I wanted us to talk about, to talk about the things that are in in uh, in the uh, what we call current events today. What's in the news today? One of the things is. This, all this fussing about gun laws, well, you know, I wanted to get y'all opinion. I mean, as, as women, you know, I wanted to hear from y'all, okay? The, a lot of people feel like we don't need gun laws. We need y'all to stop shooting us. I mean, it, it ain't got nothing to do with, I mean, you can get some, you can get a gun from anywhere, or you can get your granddad's gun or whatever, what what possess, what's possessing you to come out and shoot down innocent people? Okay, the police just shot a boy in the back that was clearly had his arms raised up in the air, and they still shot him. Okay, what what do we have to do to stop y'all from shooting us? And 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 and, and you know, Nikki, you know, I'm gonna start with you because I know you go you gonna bring it just like it is. What, what are oh, we going to do laws? What, what, should we change the laws or should we change the people? What's the problem? That's a difficult one. Okay. Last month, my 16-year-old cousin was shot in the stomach. Okay. And he had surgery, passed away. We all lost our minds. And my family said, Nikki, can you pray? So the family got in the circle. We prayed and everything. And we're in the hospital. Mm. And next thing you know, we were literally having a gun debate in the hospital. Even the candy striper, the elderly woman who Mm. takes care of families when someone passes away, 
and all that stuff, she stopped and chimed in. Mm. And we were talking about gun laws. And well, my dad was... What was the difference so, people feel in that situation? The kids were doing, smoking something illegal, and the gun went off on accident. They found it, and the dad's closet. Dad was on out of town on the road. And they were like, oh, people need to be more responsible and lock them up. And I agreed with that. Lock the gun up. And they were like, but the kids can get into them and they could go kill somebody else. If the second they get mad, we need to teach these kids how to shoot properly. I'm like, no, let them be kids. Let the kids be kids. If somebody wants a firearm, get it registered. Take gun safety classes and concealment and all that stuff. Is it concealment classes? I think that's what it's called. And I'm like, look, I learned how to shoot in the military. And I have a little gun for my protection. I'll live alone. I got me a gun. It's Jacksonville. But um, they were like, you got a gun? I was like, I talk too much. Uh, <laughs> and then, and so I'm thinking about it, but the violence is off the charts. They're killing us. I, every time I look at the news, I saw the young man with his arms up getting shot in the back. Shooting in the leg or something. Stop him. But, I mean, come on. See, I can go in. It's the way my mind thinks, I understand wanting to protect yourself. I don't like the crime. I'm, I have zero tolerance for crime, especially with the gun. And well, well, he didn't have any gun, and there was nothing in his hand, and he clearly didn't have any weapon. He was just running. And and I would tell the I would tell the audience that, you know, if you're a fleeing felon and you're in a high crime area, the because of the drug war, they are authorized to shoot. Uh, that that's I wanna say I was about to say that's ridiculous is uh that's a whole nother topic. And now I gotta learn about that and research. I'm writing it down in a second. So I can do my research on that. I didn't know that. And thank you for saying something. Seriously, thank you. Um, I'm in law school, by the way, y'all, so I'm learning everything I can. Um, yeah, that went in on them. But, but at that time, during the crack epidemic and all that, and all the killing that was going on, you know, people voted for it. People agreed with it at that time, you know. Uh-huh. But, they didn't know that they were going to take advantage of it like they are doing today, that they're belligerently shooting unarmed people, and that's not uh, that's not what we want. Okay, all right. Well, well, uh, I'm going to let my sister chime in on that. Uh, can you chime in on that now? Yes, I want mm-hmm. y'all to hear me. I'm talking about the black folks and the white folks. Hear me and hear me good. These white people are setting it up so that we can murder one another. 
if you can't buy food to feed your belly in the neighborhood, how are you going to pay for the guns, let alone the ammunition? Come on, you guys. Every time a black person loses their life, do you know that an insurance policy is paid out? <clears throat> Somebody stock goes up. No, literally, mm-hmm. nothing in this in this system is going to work without black people. We are the richest poor people that there is. So now, if you want to wonder why it is that we're still getting shot down, they're pushing for what they call a race war. They're pushing us to make sure to see how long are we going to keep taking it before we do something. Mind you, I want you all to remember something. This is not about putting boots on the ground for the armed forces to come in. All they have to do, somebody from over in Russia can fly a drone right over the city, drop an autonomous bomb, and it's all over with. They're pushing for something. Don't you guys get that? And as far as the guns is controlled, that's not for them. That's not for us. It's for us, for black people not to have guns. Now, think about this. This is an open situation where they are calling open day murders on black people in the South. This is nothing but a new lynching technique. If you're taking, and I'm talking about all y'all in the South, understand we love y'all up here up north. We're going through our garbage, but we love y'all. We're praying for y'all and especially Chicago, Louisiana, um, Georgia. So they're setting up laws where you can't even walk to this business way. You can't walk to the store in peace without some cops rolling up on you, and one of them might be black, telling you that you look like a suspect that just did something. They take you, arrest you. They don't even have enough DAs to take the cases, and the judges that are on the benches, are the ones that are not allowing the DAs that are in office to take the case to fight for someone. Someone that was picked up off the street coming from the store, mind you, and now you're in prison, you're forced to take uh, pleas for something that you didn't do. You're in there, you're getting raped, you're getting brutalized, you want to go home. You understand what I'm saying? This is a setup. Don't y'all think it's nothing else? It's not the guns. It's not the guns. They no, know because guns, guns don't kill people. People you know? kill people. And if you're set up and the situation is perpetuated, when you, when you perpetuate, when you make, breed, and perpetuate poverty, you're expecting crime, sickness, illness, and death. They're doing it on purpose, and the white folks going to get caught up in it because you're nothing but casualties of war. Don't you understand that? But y'all so busy, and I'm speaking to all the racists that might be listening on this radio show right now. Y'all so so busy hating us when you come from us. Your babies were fed at the breast of black women. You're murdering us, dumping, dumping us off in the lagoons and in the aisles, everywhere that you can. Don't you realize what has been set in place is intended to take your children out as well, to take you out as well? This is why you regentrify an area. They did here in Detroit. We got billion-dollar homes downtown. Across the street, literally across the street, you have such poverty and such crime, so you're going to come take over the city, right? You put the news, because the news is propaganda. And by the way, every time we're on our phone looking at TikTok, uh, doing a video, we're being programmed 
Our minds are being programmed. So here it is that they take these people, gentrify, not regentrify, they just gentrify a whole state full of people. Do you all realize the people that they brought over from Russia? I'm not saying don't be humane, but take care of the people that belong here that was here first. Thank so you. We're, we're going through all of this. And you guys are looking at it like, okay, they just want to keep us safe. Those police officers allowed those those babies, those black Mexicans, to be murdered. It's not mm-hmm. the guns. They want to keep them out of your hands. So <laughs> I don't know why, because like I said, all they have to do is just drop the bomb. But the more killing and the more chaos and the more uh, violence that's perpetuated on the streets, they they are already – Forget talking about the New World Order. It's been here. They're doing now is making sure that they can control us with fear like the coronavirus. Anytime you can make a whole world of people wear masks instead of going to get the scientists and stringing them up and stringing up the judges and the lawyers and the doctors and asking them how this came to be and making somebody pay for it and holding them responsible, we're still here suffering and dying. We're still suffering from mental illness. The violence rates are going up. They're they're making this apocalypse that that's on the CDC website. It was said by a doctor. They're talking mm-hmm. about zombies. Okay, my sister, that's I mean, that's that's a topic that we could stay on for a long time, but we want to get on. We want to get on with our broadcast. Okay, the next thing, the next thing that's that uh that we're we're facing, they are literally. Don't be fooled by the hype, okay? Everything that we got during the civil rights struggle in the in the 50s and 60s, they are deliberately trying to overturn those things right before our eyes. And the, and the whole world, where are black leaders at? I don't know what they're at. Uh, and, and like in Atlanta, most of our leaders are black. That's, that's elected uh, officials. And... Uh, and they're not even paying attention that they are literally uh, trying to, you know, charge the, the uh, Donald Trump with 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 voter tampering. They are literally trying to change our voting rights right before our eyes. And and everything that we gained through the civil rights struggle, they are literally trying to take that away. And I'm gonna come back to you, Nikki, about this uh, voter stuff that's going on. Yes, sir. I rarely watch the news, but when I check my inbox on Facebook and I receive articles and everything, I read them or listen to the news reports. Uh-huh. Georgia alone, you're not allowed to hand out water. Mm-hmm. You can get arrested. How crazy is that? I mean... And <laughs> Here in Jacksonville, they're saying you can't bring multiple people. Oh, when my uncle down, he was downstairs in his apartment. He was like, "Nikki, this is a week ago." With all the neighbors, they're elderly. They're mm-hmm. like, "We can't have multiple people riding things in big vans or buses anymore to go vote." Ain't that a shame? And I was like, are you serious? And he was like, it, it was on the news. Mm-hmm. It, they said it's 
manipulating the mind on who to vote for. And I was like, you can vote for whoever you want. We voted for this. Because we ride up there together doesn't mean I'm going to vote like you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh And so it reminds me of when we couldn't even vote. Grandma raised me. We didn't have a right to vote. We weren't considered good enough to vote a while ago. Uh And it seems like it's starting to happen again. I see that the felons can't vote. And and everything else. And I'm like, okay, they doing it on purpose. A large percentage. I forgot the percentage number. Uh-huh. They said, if you are a felon, you went to jail. I'm like, the incarceration rate, when it comes to statistics, most of the people in there are black. That's right. And I'm like, so they just don't want us voting. Well, but look, then the politicians do everything they can to get the black vote. That's right. That's why that's why they're attacking it because because black people are getting out to vote and it's changing it is changing the status quo. Okay. But but here's the thing that I, that 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 you know defies the constitution, right? Okay. When a person, you know, it, it says that slavery is abolished except for if you go to jail, okay? And then if you're a felon and you go to jail and you serve your time, now you serve your time, okay? You pay for your debt. Why would they deprive you of the right to vote? You, you as a citizen, you paid your dues. Now, after you paid your dues, you should be allowed to go to go back to being a normal citizen and with every right. How do y'all feel about that? I think that defies the Constitution. Hmm. It does. It definitely does. And, you know, voting, they make it out to be such a very important thing, yet they're using it to reenact the same laws that really hasn't been taken off the books uh-huh. from years ago. When you talk about, I got a lot going on in my brain. Let me just be quiet. I'm gonna let the sister talk because this is really a this is gut wrenching what's happening to us. So I'm just gonna listen a little bit more. They don't want us. We are the largest population in the United States. We outnumber them. And I'm not racist or anything, but whites are the minority. They're the new minority. I had to teach, I got taught this in law school, and I had to get up and breathe it. Well, okay, so what are we saying? What are we saying? They, they are literally fighting for their existence because, okay, if most of the people in the world are, are, are black and brown people, right, and as the population is increasing, they really feel like like uh, like like we can uh, we're we're driving them to extinction. Yes. When it, yes, sir. When it comes to the vote, I watched Biden and Trump and Hillary and all of them mm-hmm. go for the black vote. Right. But the thing is. 
when we vote for nothing changes. It just gets it gets worse for it. Can I interject? I I think the vote is illusionary, just like money. Paper money is illusionary. I think they they feed us something. We don't have the money to buy a politician because that's exactly what you're going to have to do. And, and listen, you guys, you're going to have to let them know that under no uncertain terms will they allow A, B, C, and D to happen because if they do, they're going to have to answer to someone. So this thing like in Georgia, okay, so this is how you know, like the lawyers, the politicians, the news stations, that everybody is in on this. And I'm not talking conspiratorial. Just think about it. They said that white, uh, you can't have water. You can't pass out water mm-hmm. at the voting polls. Now, here in Michigan, it's supposed to be a separation of church and state. They need to go way back because they got the voting polls in the schools and in the churches, so they need to quit playing. All right, yeah. so they say that you can't have water. So if someone falls out, gets sick, or isn't, able to vote, they should have had it so that the laws would charge not only the state, the voting uh, registers with whatever harm that has come to that person medically, but also do something and charge them and hold them responsible for that person not being able to execute that vote like they're supposed to. See, when we stop letting people walk over us and make us do what they want us to do instead of what we should do, self-preservation is the first law of nature, they'll stop doing what they're doing. But if we don't say nothing and we just sit back and complain about it, they're going to continue to make ways to suppress voters. Stop putting your money into the, into the system. Everybody, get ready. Bunker down. We're not going to work. If y'all don't drop, drop them gas prices, we ain't going nowhere. How about that? That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Stop I like that. Buying this garbage that they feeding us. And make make sure that you make it known we're holding the doctors, we're holding the lawyers, we're holding the judicial system, the medical system responsible for this garbage that y'all putting in these grocery stores. Let them know we're not going to buy if y'all don't lower these prices. Why is it that we should continue to scuffle, suffer, and beg them to kill us? They get paid off of killing us. Do y'all realize this? Well, I, I would, I would ask, I would ask, I would ask, I would ask uh, the public. I would ask the, the the opinion of this of of my co-host. I would ask you all, what what is the difference between our generation, which you see them out there marching and doing all kind of stuff all the time with no with no uh, you know guaranteed results. You know, we don't see much results after, you know, after the march and after the protest and after all that is over. You know, what really happens after that? Okay, but but, but what's the difference between, okay, the, the, the patriots, the, the, the people in Dr. Kingdom days, okay, where, where they were able to go out there, not only did they, did they protest, did they march, but they also barcoded. They stopped buying. They stopped going to the store. They stopped riding the buses. They stopped, you know. They boycotted. They put they they put their money where their mouth was. What's the what's the difference between our generation and their generation? They asked us to stop going to Walmart. 
we couldn't even stop going to Walmart. Go ahead, my sister. Well, we're the most studied people in all the all of the planet, and that's what we don't realize. I saw people over in other countries, Pakistan. They all study us. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? So okay. when they take you and they tell you, um, you have to march and we have to fight and we have to speak up. Half the politicians that be out there in the forefront anyway don't give a living S-H-I-T-T on the hockey stick what's happening to folks in the neighborhood. And they're, they're, they look just like us. This, this is what you would call, they say Uncle Tom's, this would be an Uncle Tom, a person that looks just like you, that will stand in front of you, spit off some BS, expect you to believe it, because it's coming from a pulpit, because okay. they got a pastor or a bishop behind their name, and they're right in along with the rest of the people that's seeking to do us in. Let me say this for a second. If y'all don't uh, go take y'all to the store, I'm talking especially to black people, and get you some Cairo syrup and get you, you better find out a way, some almond milk or something and some mm-hmm. vitamins and crunch them up and put it in that dang old formula. Make some formula. But if you take this, I'm sorry, because I jumped up, I jumped real okay. for a second, but this is part of it. If you take that garbage that they feeding you from a, a company that they closed down, baby son got sick off this formula, right? Now, just mm-hmm. just notice how this is. We're not going to allow, we're going to kill off, kill off the grandmothers and the grandfathers and the great-grandmothers and the great-grandfathers. So these little uh, black men ain't going to know nothing because they're not going to have that oral, that oral history handed down to them. And now we're going to take and we're going to flood the street with the drugs from over in another country, right? They still look at the state that they in, but they poisoning us, right? So they poisoning us now. And and our parents are getting strung out on drugs, so they're going to prison. The women are being put in prison for habitual crimes of selling their bodies, but it was okay when a white man was raping them. When when you couldn't feed your own child, which your body makes enough milk for from your breast, but you got the slave master's wife going to tell you her baby off of your breast. Don't feed your child off of this particular breast. Y'all better get with this program and look at and see what these people doing. They're they're okay. they're Okay. All right. Let's let's uh let's let's talk about one more thing that uh you know that that uh and we're down to our last minutes and, I, and we didn't get a chance to get into the uh the book of Nehemiah where we were talking about the gathering. And I have to I have to reiterate that this is this is the point in time that we're in today. You know, we we went over the the scriptures with you in the book of Genesis, the 15th chapter, the 13th and the 14th verse, where it says that 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 God said that we were going to be carried away to a strange country for 400 years, but that after that 400 years, God was going to gather His people back together. That God was going to deliver His people. And we gave you the information that the first slave ships uh, that came to Virginia was in uh, was in uh, uh, 1719, and uh, and so that made the uh, the 400 years to be completed in 2019. So so we we're, we're looking at we're looking at 
we're actually walking in Bible prophecy right now. We're actually living through those times. And all of the things that the Word of God said was going to take place, they are taking place right before our eyes. And 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 we we got to wake up. It's time for us as a nation of people to stop looking to the government to take care of us. It's time for us to become our own governance. It's time for us to, to organize ourselves as our own as our own organization of people. I mean, I mean, you know, you can go anywhere in America, okay, and you're going to find a, a Chinatown. You can go anywhere in America and you're going to find, uh, you know, the Italian restaurants in the Italian part of town, okay. But we are the only ones, we are the only ones who are the, like, like, uh, Nikki was saying earlier, we're the biggest consumers in the world, but look, how, how are we going to act when it comes to organizing ourselves and bringing ourselves together as one? All right, we're down to like our last uh, few minutes. So I'm going to come back to you, Nikki, to give your closing uh, statement and to, and to give, okay, give us, give us some solutions as to what we need to do today. What we need to do, honestly, we need to work on our family. Rebuild the family, fighting each other the way they want us to. Okay, yeah. And talk more. Tell the truth the way we're doing it right now. Tell the truth to our kids. Let them know. Mm-hmm. It is, I want to say educate Educate them with our history because they're not being taught in school. My daughter told me that it'll take in when she's not allowed to learn about Martin Luther King next year in Texas. And, yes, it it got passed. I don't think it's going to last long. And then what else we need to do? Bring the family together. I'm used to Sunday dinners and Wednesday Bible study and mm-hmm. church on church on Sundays with whatever family members wanted to go if they weren't watching the babies and stuff like that. Just bring the family back together. And we got to start standing up for ourselves. Yeah, but what part of the economy plays in that? I mean... You, you said the family, you said, you know, about us getting ourselves together and things of that sort. But what, what, about, what about the economy? When are we going to educate ourselves about that? Because how long are we going to be the biggest consumers in the world? Go ahead. Yes, sir. I remember being told around the age of six in Grandma's garden. Grandma had the biggest garden in, in Florida, and we had a farmhouse in Alabama that she mm-hmm. bought off the house she was a house slave on. Grandpa bought the house she was a house slave in. Okay. And um, I was in the garden, and she pulled me to the picnic bench table thing in the backyard. And she showed me pictures of Black Wall Street. Okay. And she said, Nikki, we garden and grow our own food. And we build our own businesses. And she goes, we supported each other. 
and we stayed away from certain people. And she didn't say whites or Italians or whatever, Irish and all this stuff. She just said certain people to me. Mm -hmm. And she was like, baby girl, I'm I'm teaching you all this. She goes, I know you're hot and complaining and want to play. She goes, but you need to learn to grow your own food. Exactly. And, and was, she goes, then you save them seeds when you cut them tomatoes open. And when you pick the watermelon and Grandpa slices it up, you save them seeds. Rinse them off. Put them in a, in a napkin. Well, or a well, that, that leads to where we are today. We are we are eating foods that have no seeds in them. Grapes, no seed. Apples, no seed. No, I mean you ain't got maybe four or five seeds in an orange. I mean, where are the seeds at? Yes, <laughs> GMO. They're doing it on purpose. Okay, let me let me let her give her closing closing uh, closing words, and then we'll go ahead and uh, end out the show. Hi, you guys. I'm back. Denisha from Detroit. Listen, Pastor Dent has been given um, the word of God. You know, we all say God will talk to us and give us vision. Um, Who are we to judge that someone is not getting the visions that they claim? This man has been here trying to tell us about what's to come, what we should do to protect ourselves, and showing them in the Bible. So. Yes, exactly. And that's not an easy thing to do because we set ourselves up for criticism. So here's what I would say to you. Listen to Pastor Gann. Get on your knees. Pray to God to instruct you as to what to do. Don't trust anybody because people that look just like you will hurt you, even doctors. I'm telling you to go get you some vitamins and minerals because I can't tell you all to go up and get the doctors, walk the doctors out of um, the hospital. I didn't say put your hands on them, but to let them stand in front of the judge and know that they're going to be held responsible for everything that they do or do not do that's supposed to uh, help you, to save you, preserve you, preserve your mind and your body. I'm talking about what you're eating like Nikki was talking about. You're going to have to get out there and grow your own food the best that you can. You can't trust this stuff that's coming from the grocery stores. Get you some vitamins and minerals and start giving your children some vitamins and minerals, mainly that magnesium. If you're going to do anything, forget the weave. I'm saying this for a reason, you guys. And my hair is, I'm jacked up. My hair is short. Not that it's jacked up because it's short, but I have cancer. So I'm not telling you this not knowing what it's like for a black woman to feel some pride about herself. Get out there and go get you some magnesium, some supplements, and make sure that you feed your children fruits and vegetables. Do the best that you can, because if you don't do the best that you can, you're held responsible for it. Listen to Pastor Gant. Call out. Reach out to Pastor Gant. Listen to what he has to say. If we don't, at some point he's not going to be available to us because he has a lot of work that he has to do. And I'm saying this even for myself. We're not going to always have the opportunity to, to hear them, hear him. And if it's one person that I would believe that God has given some instructions so that we will not fall or falter, that we'll know which way to go, what to do, I believe it would be through Pastor Gant. If your pastors are collecting money every Sunday, and I'm okay, I'm okay with driving a big car, living in a nice house, but if your congregation is sick and poor, then all the government has done is made a, a, 
a, a covenant with the churches for them to continue to continue to mislead us because our our our, our spiritual leaders have everything to do with the state of black America at this point. They always have. All right, okay. so listen to Pastor Gant, get your Bible, read, pray, start your own garden, go get some magnesium, forget the weeds, buy your babies, buy yourself some vitamins and minerals, invest in yourself because they're not going to do it. They're just going to continue to make money while we die. All right. All right. This is the Whole Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast, and once again, we're coming to you live. And we came to you out the book of Nehemiah today, and what what they did, they gathered together as one nation of people. And so I titled this uh, broadcast, This is the Time for Us to Gather. This is the time for us to gather together as one nation of people. It's time for us, it's time for us as black America to put down our differences, to put down our differences in religion, our differences in belief, our differences in our cultures. It's time for us to come together in the commonality that we are all, you know, people of color, that we need to come together as one nation of people and begin to govern ourselves. All right, y'all, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're going to have to do a continuation on this one. Uh, so that we can get into and get into all the things that we want to get into. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast, and uh, look forward to seeing you next Saturday with the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Peace and blessings.